it, shall we? Good morning. Uh, for those who missed it, my name is uh, Dan Leanne. Um, those who are, for those who are looking at me a little bit strange, um, my, um, I was born in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. And, uh, my mother and father are Malaysian Chinese. That's the reason my face is this way. Um, but now I live in Anderson, South Carolina, and that's the reason I have type two diabetes. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, most important thing about me this morning is that I am the best friend that you have never met. And um, I would love the opportunity to connect with you, um, hang out after uh, this, uh, this nine o'clock gathering, and uh, just really believe that uh, God is going to use our interactions uh, in a way that would bless my heart and bless your heart as well. Can someone say a good amen to that? I won't hold you up for too long. We, uh, we're running a little bit behind time because we were trying to get technical difficulties sorted out. Uh, but I'm telling you now, um, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Nick was running around doing a great job. And, and, uh, and it's just so cool to be able to worship God together irrespective of what's working or not, wor or not working technologically because God's working. And... Uh, I just want to honor pastors Mark and Kathy, just love them so much, spiritual mums and dads. Um, I have not known them long, but I get a strong sense we're going to know each other for a long time. And uh, we just love you and are so grateful for your love and your servant leadership. Come on, put your hands together and just honor pastors Mark and Kathy. All right, my few minutes with you, uh, I just want to speak on a really simple but massive topic, and that is eternity. Okay, eternity. Uh, if you're taking down notes this morning, I want you to scribble at the top of that leather-bound journal that you brought, uh, or, or open up your iPhone, your iPod, or your iPad. Thank the Lord Jesus uh, for Steve Jobs as you do so, and just at the top of that note app, um, right there, making the most of the mist. Making the most of the mist. If you have like a Samsung or like one of those Google devices, you can put it away. I have nothing for you from the for the rest of this. Um, service. Um, but this morning we're going to talk about eternity, making the most of the mist. Let me pray and we'll jump into it. Dear Jesus, help. Amen. We've we got to go quick. <laughs> making the most of the mist. I've been thinking uh, a lot about eternity lately. Um, I think primarily it's because I'm getting old. Uh, I was a young man many years ago, and I remember uh, when, when, when you're young, it feels like every single weekend something is happening to remind you that you are young and you feel indestructible. Like every 18th birthday party I went to when I was 18, it felt like we lived forever. You know what I'm saying? 21st birthday parties, engagement parties, uh, weddings, you know, it just the, the, everything seemed ahead of you during those days. But then you kind of go post 40, all right? I'm 43 now, I'm an old man. Um, these Asian genes are serving me well, but um, when you get to 43, you go to less weddings and more funerals. And when you find yourself sitting in these funerals, or as a minister, even performing some of these funerals, you start asking questions about eternity. Where to from here? What lies beyond? You've asked questions about eternity as well. 
The reason you ask questions about eternity is because the Bible makes it clear that all of you are eternal beings. That's the reason Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us that God has set eternity in the hearts of every man, woman and child. There is something inside each and every single one of you made in God's image, precious in His sight. God has put something inside of you for Him. That lets you know that there is more than the here and the now. Yes, there is a hustle. and Yes, there is a grind. And yes, there is a pain and a pressure this side of eternity. But there is a life to come. We're all knit together by this common thread. All the way through time. Study history. Dabble in archaeology. You will see on every single continent, every single culture, we are knit together by this common thread. We all instinctively know that there is more than the here and the now. There is a today and a beyond. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're yellow, if you're warm, honey, brown, like Kyle. We are all knit together by this common thread. There is a beacon. Going off 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, in every single soul, there is more than just the here and the now. And what God has said in our hearts, Jesus comes to illuminate, to speak confidently and completely about. He doesn't come to start a religion. He doesn't come to lay the rules. He comes to give us life and life eternal. He comes to open up our eyes to see what is beyond the here and the now and invite us to find security in the beyond. And what Jesus comes to open our eyes to, the Holy Spirit comes into the earth to give us power to live in the light of. The Holy Spirit isn't just a force that flows into a room while you're worshiping Him in slow songs. No, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us Opening up our eyes to see what lays beyond and how to live today in the light of what lays beyond. So we need to talk about eternity. It's important for us, dare I say imperative for us, for a number of reasons. Number one, in the light of eternity, therefore, we all have a decision to make. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with the cross? Because what you do with Jesus and the cross will determine where you spend eternity. Let's make that clear. Heaven forever with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Heaven is totally dependent upon your relationship with Him. It's a relational issue. What will you do with Jesus? Because what you do with Jesus in the cross will determine where you spend eternity. We have to break that religious mindset that says that heaven is for the good people and if you're a good enough person and you've kind of amassed enough good works and then at the end of the day you'll be able to cash in your credits and then check your way into heaven. It is not a good work deal. It is purely a relationship deal. And that rings true to life. Everything in life is basically about access based upon relationship. If you have a relationship, you have access. If you don't have a relationship, stay out. Basically, this is the fundamental theology of eternity and heaven. What you do with Jesus 
Whether you say yes to Him, whether you open up your heart to Him, whether you embrace this free gift of love and life from Him will determine where you spend eternity. Now there are some in this room who are saying, Hey, I'm good with Jesus, it's fine, He can do His thing, I want to do my thing, and if that means that I'm apart from Him forever, hey, that, that, that's all good with me. Well, I want to give you a warning. Anywhere Jesus isn't is a hellish existence indeed. And that's the reason a lot of people get it wrong when they say that God sends people to hell because he's a vindictive, a vengeful judge. He is not. Hell in the craziest way is a natural extension of the love of God because love cannot force itself. If love forced itself, it would not be love at all. So in God's goodness and in God's love, he gives us eternal beings made in his image the opportunity to choose him or reject him. But if you reject him, your soul will exist forever in a place where God chooses not to dwell. And that is a hellish existence indeed. But all my friends are there. No, there is no friendship in hell. There's going to be a party there. No, there's no party in hell. Hey, I'm just going to go wild and then there's no fun in hell. It's a separation from God eternally. So in the light of eternity, we all have a decision to make. What will you do with Jesus? Because what you do with Jesus will impact your eternity. Number two, we have to talk about eternity. Because eternity will give us great context for our everyday. When you understand that your life is but a chapter in a much bigger book, then all of a sudden, your life will make so much more sense. What's your favorite book? Is it a writer from, from Great Britain? Is it a, an author over from the United States of America? What is your favorite book? Just imagine, I took your favorite book before you read it. I tore out one page and made you read that. And I asked you to explain to me the whole story based upon that page. Could you do it? No. Because one page torn out in a book, read by itself, in isolation, makes no sense. Your life lived here on earth without a perception or understanding of eternity will never make sense. Pain won't make sense. Resources won't make sense. Pressure won't make sense. Trials, tests, tribulations will not make sense unless you understand that this life here on earth is but a page torn out of a much grander story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And when you understand eternity, it's amazing how yeah. so much more of your day-to-day -day makes sense. We have to talk about eternity because we have a decision to make. It also gives us incredible context. Third of all, it challenges us to live life now in the light of eternity. Or in other words, yeah. when you wake up every single day knowing that there is the here and now and the what lays beyond, it changes the way we live. Yeah. It changes the way we love. It changes the way we give. It changes the way we endure. It changes everything about our life when we allow the Spirit of God to open up our eyes to live life in the light of eternity. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. So now fix your eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Yeah. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Or in other words, he's saying, yo, I need you to put on your glasses every single day. And these glasses don't bring you to 2020 vision, no. These glasses will give you an insight into what lays beyond. And when you get that insight, you get to live in the light of what yeah. lays beyond.
It's a challenge to all of our lives. The way that we love, the way that we give, genuinely the way that we live. I beg you, I implore you, leave today with a greater sense of the fact that we are eternal beings who are a part of an eternal story and every single day is a challenge to live in the light of eternity. It must change the way we love. Say love. love. Say love like an Australian. Love. love. Say love like an American. Love. love. Say love like a Chinaman. Love. love. Awesome. I taught you languages. It changes the way we love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 gives us an insight into something that will go into eternity. Now these three things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. The faith that opened up a doorway from your today into forever with Jesus. The hope that no matter what is unfolding in your life right now that God is going to turn all things for your good and his glory and love your relationship with God your relationship with others will last forever first Corinthians 13 is talking about all the things that aren't really worth much that will pass away but even some good things that are cool here today that will pass away only three things will last into the next life faith hope and love that's the reason it's wild to me when I see people all over the world trade in things that are temporary for love or trade in love and relationship for things that are temporary it blows my mind it blows my mind that there are people who've been given the wife of their their youth I meet men all the time especially in the US and God has blessed them with the greatest blessing that they will ex ever experience this side of eternity. But they ignore their wife. They sidestep their wife. They don't think much of their wife in comparison to the money that they make, the business that they grow, the car that they're polishing. Come on, it's wild that we would trade in something so beautiful and eternal for something so gaudy and temporary. That's the reason it blows my mind. That there's so many people in this world who get so stressed out about things that are here today. Come on, and gone tomorrow. And the whole time we have an opportunity to invest into something that will literally flow into forever. The neighbors that we have, the people that we work alongside. Those who are in our extended family, we have an opportunity every single day to invest in the kind of love that would flow into forever. And through that medium, God would show himself. And as God shows himself, these people in your life, these people that God has planted in your world, may in their own time develop a relationship with God that would secure their forever. But so often we give our relationships the leftover when we focus our lives on everything else that is fleeting. It's why. Now I don't want to get into a debate about relationships in heaven. I don't want to talk about whether or not um, 
you know, we'll recognize each other in heaven. I, I don't want to get into a debate whether or not we'll be, you know, we'll recognize our spouses in heaven. I hope my wife recognizes me in heaven because I want her to see my glorified body. Amen. It was designed. Like, so I, I don't want to get into that, but I do know this, that the Bible makes it abundantly clear that every single day we have an opportunity to expend our calories, to burn our energy, to fill our days with pouring it into something that we will go to sleep one moment, wake up the next, and it will still remain. And that is love. Yeah. That's the reason it's wild for me that some people will allow a little bit of unforgiveness to short circuit something that's going to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, that's the reason it's wild to me that a small disagreement, come on, can cut the legs out from under something that is going to last forever. Come on. It's, it's wild to me that a fear of dealing with something or offering some forgiveness will basically douse the beautiful flame that will burn forever. And that is love. When you live your life in the light of eternity, it changes the way you love. The second thing it changes is the way that you give. Say give. give. Come on, say give. give. Say give like an American. Give. Say give like a British person. Give. give. That's my best like, English accent. It's like always like a question. Give. <laughs> Change the way that you give. Jesus makes it abundantly clear in Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. Verse 21. He says to us, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy. And where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's right. Where moth and vermin do not destroy, where the thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, I now live in the south, in the US. I live in South Carolina. And in South Carolina, you find that they, they're, they're, a, they're a beautiful, simple, pragmatic people. And everything is broken down in just... In, in like quotable quotes and uh, so you'll always say it is what it is like, kind of like, you'll hear this all the time you can't take it with you have you ever heard that one before you can't take it with you well I'm not going to dispute anything about America okay because it's technically against my immigration arrangement but <laughs> might get deported you know what I'm saying send me back to China I'm not even from China and so not questioning anything about America but that is an incomplete statement if you've ever heard that, you can't take it with you. It's kind of right, but kind of wrong. Because that's not, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, yeah, technically you can't take it with you, but you get an opportunity here today, if you live life in the light of eternity, to send it ahead of you. You can't take it with you, come on, but you can send it ahead of you. That's the reason he's saying, hey, you know what, you guys are nuts. And Jesus has the right to say that because he's God and he created life, so he understands life. And he's got the whole world in his hands. So he has the right to actually call out some things about those that he made. You guys are nuts. You spend all of your effort. You spend all of your energy. You spend all of your creative space. You spend all of your, uh, all of your peace basically chasing after something that the moth can get to and the vermin will destroy. You amass this fortune and the thief of time or a practical thief will break in and take it all. 
And the whole time, you get an opportunity to move everything that you have right now that is temporary to a place that is eternal. You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead of you. Store up for yourself treasure in heaven. Now what is this treasure? I don't know. Is this treasure like a, a house you can actually afford? You know what I'm saying? Like, because London prices are crazy, man. I'm getting, Birmingham is going up as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is it like, uh, there used to be a cartoon called DuckTales. And they had this like, thing with like, a big pile of gold. Kim, you know, you know, a big pile of gold. And, and, and you know, Scrooge McDuck like, can be diving into the, I don't know if it's like a pile of gold you get to dive into. I don't know if it's a Nando's gift card that never runs out. I don't know what the treasure is, but Jesus makes it clear it exists. You're definitely going to want it. And number three, you, by the way that you give today, can invest in it. And that's the reason it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people shuffle in their seats when we talk about money at church. It's crazy to me when people think that when we talk about finance, it's just, you know, oh, church people trying to get money out of me. Trust me. No one's in this deal to get rich, especially here in England. All right, doing ministry is akin to a vow of poverty, you know what I'm saying? So no one's trying to, no, this is not us trying to get something. It's all about us trying to get you to open up your eyes to see eternity, come on, and to sow into something that's going to eventually bless you. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. That's the reason my wife and I, we give. That's the reason we have tithed our entire life. Tithing isn't giving, technically, by the way, so it's not stealing, all right? That's the reason we also give on top of tithing. We do, we do that. And it's not because it's a have to. It's because when you recognize how good it is to trust God with that which stresses us out the most, come on, it blesses us in this life, come on, and in the next. That's the reason I, I enjoy blessing people financially. I, I, I've had times in my life where I've tried to sow into somebody's life and they get awkward and weird about it and say, no, 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 this isn't about you. I'm being selfish right now. Don't rob me of my eternal blessing. Let me help you out with some Bible college. Let me help you out with a meal. Let me help you out with a gift card because you know what? You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead of you. So send it. Then lastly, we'll keep on going. It changes the way that you endure. All right? So it changes the way that we love, changes the way we give, it changes the way that we endure. Let's talk about that one really quickly. All right. I love how it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. The Apostle Paul is talking about our light and momentary troubles that achieve for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So these troubles. Or in other words, The Apostle Paul lived a life marked by endurance, perseverance, continuing the race till he finished it because he understood eternity. He understood eternity so well he could say that his troubles today were light and momentary. If you read the Bible, you'll see that Paul's problems and troubles didn't seem light or momentary. Like imprisoned a bunch of times, he says, like, you know, I've been shipwrecked three times. Can you imagine being shipwrecked more than one time? 
know what I'm saying? You're out in the ocean. The first time, you're kind of really annoyed by it. The second time, really. The third time, well, there's a pattern here. It's, but he says, you know, all of these things I've been through are light and momentary. Not because God is trying to dismiss my trouble. He's just trying to contextualize my trouble. Knowing that how I deal with this trouble can earn for me a glory in eternity that outweighs what I'm going through now. When you learn how to see life through eternal lenses, you endure differently. It's painful now, but here's your opportunity. Come on, to sow into eternity. Hey, when lacking right now, it feels that way, but just imagine we allow God to turn our lack into a deeper trust into Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Come on, it changes our eternity. Hey, we have sickness right now. I get that, but just imagine we get to use our sickness to turn our lives and other people's lives to Jehovah Rapha, the God who, come on, eternally heals and eternal glory. It changes the way we endure. Fourthly and lastly, I want you to write this down. It changes, honestly, the way that we truly live life. There are so many people who are existing but not truly living. It's been said that everybody dies but not everybody lives. And when you live life in the light of eternity, it changes the way that you really live. I love the way that Pastor James puts it in James chapter 4, verse 14. He says here, Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Or in other words, no one in this room has tomorrow guaranteed is the guarantee of no man. You don't know what happens to... Hey, we don't even know what's going to happen this afternoon. We, 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 we don't have the power, the capacity to command what's going to happen a minute from this moment. So don't be so bold and so arrogant, so proud and so pompous to walk around and say... Tomorrow I'm going to do this, and tomorrow I'm going to do that, and down the track I'm going to do this, and down the track I'm going to do that. No. He says, what's your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. He says, you would do well to recognize that even though you feel like this life thing is going on and on and on and on and dragging on and on and on and on, it's not in the grand scheme of eternity, your life is but a mist. And it's here, now, and then gone in a moment. Now on the surface, I can understand why some people would say that's a relatively depressing thought, but it isn't a depressing thought. This is an encouraging, challenging thought that we better live our life because we get one crack at it and it's like a mist. What are you going to do with it? Because there are some people who are like this. Here's my mist. And I'm going to work really, really hard, make lots of money so I can buy a car that people are going to look at and be really impressed by, but then, oh, it's gone. Some people live this way. Hey, there's a number in my head and, and basically this is, this is what I want. I want, um, you know, I, if I can get like a million pound in my... And, oh, oops, gone. There are some people who live this way, okay? I'm going to be so cool. Everyone's going to know who I am and I'm going to be so insta-famous. And, oh, 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 oh. 
Unfortunately, some people burn their lives like this. You know, I've been hurt before, and so um, you know, I'm not gonna trust people. I'm not gonna forgive people. I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be. It's gone. Come on. What are you gonna do when you're missed? You know what I'm saying? You might be a really healthy person. You might be a really healthy person. You might work out, eat kale, and your life's like this. But it's still but a mist. Yeah. That's right. Come on, Dad. Come on. Or will you live your life this way? Hey, I'm gonna live my life in such a way to get a better spray model that actually sprays. I'm gonna live my life loving people and investing in something that's going to flow into forever. You know? I'm gonna live my life in such a way that you know what? I'm going to give and I'm gonna sow and I'm going to pour out of my life knowing that I can store up for myself treasures in heaven. Amen? Come on, I'm going to live my life this way. That I'm going to uh, endure and hold on and know that God is going to use my sufferings to point to His glory and goodness. Hey, I'm going to live my life today. I'm going to risk. I'm going to run. I'm going to love. I'm going to share. I'm going to speak about God's goodness in my life. What will you do with your Make the most of your mist. Can someone say a good amen to that? Amen. So as we wrap up our time together, two things we do. Okay, number one, um, there are some people in this room who need to settle in their heart where they're at with Jesus. Simply, remember I said this? What you do with Jesus, what you do with the cross, will ultimately determine where you spend eternity. I'm not asking if you're a religious person. I'm not asking if your mother and father drag you to church. I'm not asking if you kind of, you know, know a few Bible verses. I'm not asking if you're even regular in your attendance. I'm just asking you, where are you with Jesus? Because where you're at with Jesus will determine where you spend eternity. Okay? So with every eye closed and no one looking around, if you're here right now and you don't have a peace in your heart regarding your relationship with Jesus, I want you to know that He lovingly knocks at your heart's door and He wants to come in. He doesn't just want to rule your life and dominate your life. No, He wants to relate to you. He wants to sup with you or eat with you. He wants to break bread with you. He wants to love you. As an extension of that, it will change everything about you because that's what happens when a king lives in your heart. So with every eye closed and no one looking around, if you are not at peace right now with where you're at with Jesus, when I count to three, I want you to lift your hand where you are and I want to lead you in a simple prayer that settles your eternity. Ready? Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. If that's you, just lift your hand where you are. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Three hands this morning. That is amazing. I see your hand. Four hands. Hey, let's just pray this prayer all together in this room. Out loud. Come on, all together. Let's do it. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love. I settle in my heart. You as Lord and Savior. Help me by your spirit. Live now for your glory. Amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for those who lifted theirs? That is so cool. So cool.
at the end of this service, I'm going to be hanging around the front and I would love to connect with you if you lifted your hand. I want to give you a fist bump, but more importantly, try to get you connected with somebody who will help you with your journey forward. We're pumped about your jump, but we're committed to your journey. Lastly, I love to pray for all of us that God would open up our eyes to live life in the light of eternity. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, open up our eyes to see eternity the way you want us to see it. Help us to love differently and to give differently, to endure differently. May our life be truly marked by living in the light of eternity. In Jesus' name. And all of those who will make the most of the mist said, Amen. 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 Amen.